0: Are listening to another episode of How to Rock Virtual Engagements, brought to you by Jabba.io. I'm your host, Alistair Davis. So why am I doing a podcast on virtual engagements? Well, effective virtual engagements can increase your quality of life and significantly improve your income. This has happened to me, and I want to share all these virtual tips and tricks from experts around the world with you. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of How to Rock Virtual Engagements. We have another person from Ireland on the show. We've got Deirdre McGinn. She's the founder of Step Up, Step In, and she's an executive and style coach. She specializes in executive presence and personal branding because she believes credible and confident leaders are crucial in our changing times. So she founded Step Up, Step In to support leaders and their teams to step up, and into more senior roles, unlocking their potential to build and develop executive presence, both internally with their teams and externally with clients. Deirdre has over 25 years experience working for multinationals. She's worked for LinkedIn, IBM, Oracle. I used to actually work for and with Deirdre in Oracle, and she has a wealth of experience in leading and motivating international field and inside sales teams. Fun fact, she loves to travel to interesting places and she's recently been to South America. She's traveled to every continent as well. So uh, welcome, Deirdre.
1: Thank you, Alistair. It's great to connect with you again. And thank you for that very warm welcome.
0: No problem. So which was your favorite uh, country of South America?
1: So I'll just take a step back. I suppose because I'm chatting with you today, I, my love of travel actually started with South Africa. So when I managed the South African team, when I ah. worked in Oracle, I, you know, as you know, I used to go up and down to Johannesburg and Cape Town, um, at, you know, maybe once a quarter. And that's where my love for Africa, my love for travel started. Um, I used to just really enjoy those trips. And I'd spend, when I w- went down for a work trip, I would also spend maybe a weekend or, um, you know, maybe an extra couple of days in South Africa, just trying to get a feel for the country. So that's where it started. Okay. And um, so South America. So last was it last? So last year I went to Costa Rica, and Costa Rica is the most beautiful country in the world oh my it just blew it just blew my mind the weather's beautiful the people are beautiful yeah there it's such a diverse country from the from one coast to the other the beaches are beautiful the, the wildlife the, the snakes everything about it i just adore. so i've been very blessed to have a great friend who loves to travel also and her, her husband has no interest so we go on adventures every year so we've been to australia we've been to new zealand We've been to uh, Costa Rica, um, Chile, Argentina together, and uh, we have just the best adventures. So, so that's travel for me.
0: I, uh, I'm on the same page as you. When I was working for Oracle, and for those people who are listening, I used to work for Deirdre. Deirdre was my boss. And uh, when I, I got a sabbatical from Oracle, and I went to South America for a year. And I love South America. Also, been to Costa Rica, and Costa Rica was also amazing for me. Pura vida, as they say over there. And right. uh, yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it was really, really, really cool. So I'm on the same page as you. What What made you decide to become an entrepreneur and executive coach, style coach? What uh, What happened?
1: <laughs> so I suppose if you'd said to me two years ago, Alistair, that I would be now owning my own company and out of the technology industry, I would have told you you were totally bonkers, that I was a lifer. I just loved working in the industry, and I loved working for big organizations. It, I suppose working for a big organization became a big part of who I was and my identity. Sure. About two years ago, I it just it just felt very different. I started to look at um, embodied leadership and in embodiment as a, as a whole, and that's embodiment is about, you know, really getting into your body, tapping into the wisdom that that is in our, our body's an in, in auto, it's auto, like an autobiography of, of who we are and our ancestry as well, so tapping into that really made me realize that the things I loved at my job were the people that I worked with and the people that I coached, I spent a lot of time especially in my, in my time in LinkedIn, I spent a lot of time working with both men and women but more women than men on on helping them step up into bigger jobs and um, to help them be more visible in the organization so that they had the opportunity to go forward and interview for for much more senior jobs and you know i talk about it in some of the videos that i'm doing at the moment and next week whereby you know i would i would go into meetings with my peers Every six months and those meetings were calibration meetings where we would talk about individuals and we would talk about how they were performing, how they were doing, but also if they were ready for promotion. Some of the times I would hear, you know, I don't really know that person. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't really know. That's the worst, right? I don't know. I don't know them. Um, I don't I have no sense of who they are or what their impact is or I just don't see them. Yep. And this really sparked a passion in me to create an environment where those individuals were had the opportunity to understand what the skills are And that a lot of those skills are not the technical skills, because a lot of these people have those technical skills, but it's about how do you position yourself, how are you seen, how are you heard, how is your behavior perceived, and then how do you connect with people so so that people are aware of you. And those people that are making those decisions about your future Mm. know you. So that's where it started. And. You know, I left LinkedIn back at the end of June, and I think I just got to the stage. My boss had, had said to me, he'd come to me and he said, I want you to do this job. And, you know, I got excited for about two seconds about the job, like not the people, just the, and it was the same, sort of the same job, yeah. just in a different guise. And I was going, maybe I've just had enough of this now. Maybe it's time just to take a little bit of time out, because I'd never taken any any sort of real time out in the, 25 years that I was working. So I decided to take a year off, not with the intention of setting up my own business. It was never, it was never really on the cards. But the intention was to, to study, to, to learn new things, to travel, and just to, to stop and be for, for a while. So I did two courses during that time. So I did an advanced executive coaching course at SmartFit Executive Development. And then I also did a style coaching course in London, which style has always been a huge passion of mine. And it's something that I've, I've loved doing for a long time, but didn't really know how to connect it into business. So, and then I traveled, I did a load of travel that summer. I went to, I was all over the place. I was in, in Europe and in Greece, and I went to Mexico for a while. And then I was down in Costa Rica, as I said. So really enjoyed the first, sort of first six months of that time off. And then something, something pretty sad happened to, to me and my family. So my sister passed away in November and it was, it was a shock, but it wasn't a shock. Um, yeah. But it got me thinking about life and as, as death does, it, it gets you thinking about what's important. Sure. And it was about what can, what impact can I make? And you know, if I if I was to die, I I read her eulogy at you know at the the funeral service, and it was like, what will people say about me? And it, and you know, it would be oh god, she was a great leader in I, IBM or LinkedIn, or she was a great manager. Is, is there more to it? Is there more to me than yeah. just my job and this and these companies that had had formed my identity. Yeah. for so long and, and it really got me thinking about who am I and what, what am I about and what's important to me and how can I impact others and as in January I sort of woke up one morning I said right I'm going to do something about this I just can't be thinking about it so in sort of late January early February I came up with the idea of step up and step in. And that was to sort of marry my executive coaching, marry my passion for, for people and helping them to develop, and my love of style and style coaching. And how can I pull all that together? And executive presence is, is where you can incorporate all of those things. And the impact that you can have on somebody by helping them just see that inner confidence that's in them and help them bring that inner confidence out just makes me so happy, Alistair. That just gives me such, so much joy. And it's been such an interesting journey because I was only a month in probably before COVID hit. So starting up a business yeah. in the middle of a global pandem- <laughs> pandemic is, is yeah. really interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess you've had to quickly make your offerings virtualized, so virtual executive presence, virtual coaching and virtual style. And like, I've also just on the style thing, I've also wondered, you know, style because I've never really thought about it much. I've just dressed the way I dress. And I believe that's a, a huge part to feeling good, to exuding confidence, to getting that presence out. And even if you are talking into a webcam, it's the little things that can really make you make you stand out and
1: uh yeah absolutely and i think you know today i'm i'm talking to you we're recording nobody's going to see me but i am dressed up to the nines i've got a dress on i've got my heels on i've got my makeup on i've got my hair done because that's what gives me confidence and that's what makes me feel good about myself and if i feel good about who i am then i'm going to exude that confidence to others yeah. and i think it's really important in the in our in this virtual world that we find ourselves so you know you're right i had to pivot quite quickly and um, the first sort of couple of weeks i had some business that i was working on and we were able to move that into into a virtual world pretty quickly but what i noticed in the first couple of weeks cuz because everybody's on on webcam down everybody's on, we're, we're, all, we're all on video and what i noticed was you know people were coming on in their stretchy pants or yeah. you know they were you know not dressed the way they would dress if they were going into the office now you know how you dress in an office looks very different uh, nowadays so if you're working in the technology industry it could be quite casual if you're working in a more formal professional services industry, you know, there, there's an expectation there that you dress in a certain way. But mm. it doesn't matter what environment you're in. As long as you're wearing clothes that make you feel good about yourself and are helping you exude that confidence, that's what's important. So clothes is one, and how you dress is one part of it. But as you know, uh, so, there, so let me take a step back. So there's four components to a virtual executive presence. And that's the first component is act, second, is feel act sorry act see hear and feel they're the four so act is your gravitas so that's how people um see you behave so it might be if you're under pressure do you have that poise under pressure that is that exudes confidence um from you, but also gives your team confidence that you're in control and you're managing the situation. It might be that you know, when you've made, made a decision that you're acting decisively on that decision. And it's about consistency. So they're all of the elements of gravitas that are important. And all of that shows up in, in the video world. The second is C, and C is the appearance piece. So it's, it's your body posture, your body language, it's your eye contact, it's how you're dressed. And this, you know, like we, we make judgments on people in the first nanoseconds of yeah. seeing them. So if I'm rocking up and I haven't, you know, my, I haven't brushed my hair, or you know, I'm in the same t-shirt that I was in yesterday, or you know, I'm sitting there in my stretchy pants, that that sends out a signal to your audience that you're not necessarily taking this seriously, or you're not taking yourself seriously. So it's important that. And we've only got a small window to impress. We've got this tiny little, like when we're on the Zoom yep. and there's 10 other people on Zoom, we've got this small little box yep. where we make an impact. And we only need to make an impact from the waist up. Yep. So, and that's not difficult. So you can have your stretchy pants on, but just make sure you've made that effort from the waist up. And also, like this week in my video, I was talking about body posture and... You know, I've seen people slumped across tables, lying on beds, um, you know, lying on a couch while they're on these calls. And, you know, okay, great, you're comfortable. But what is it saying about, you know, what's it saying about you and what's what's it saying to your audience? Are you engaged? Are you even listening to what's going on? I also see people with their head bent down. They're looking at their phones. They're checking email. And that just you know, that's not, that's not a good image to have on video because you it, it sends a signal that you're distracted and, mm. and that you're not focused on what's going on in front of you. Yeah. And I'm really aware at the moment of, you know, video calls because it takes, you have to be a lot more focused on a video call than you do in a meeting. Um, because you've got this small window and people are people see more of you in this new environment than they would in actually sitting around a table in a meeting and people forget that so and then so that's the C element then it's here and this is where you're you know you're an expert on this it's your voice how do you use your voice to get a message across it's about you know how do you communicate it's not about what you're saying it's about how you say it. So, you know, telling stories is a great tool to have in your communication toolbox to help you get a message across. So there's, there's lots around what we hear. And then the last is about how we make people feel. And that's about our empathy, emotional connection to individuals, our emotional intelligence. And that's pretty difficult in this environment because, you know, when you're in an office, it's very easy to turn around to somebody or to go up to somebody at their desk and say, you know, are you okay? You You might see more signs in their body language that there's there's something going on with them but in a video you might not see it so you have to look really hard and you have to be you know as a manager i think you have to be really focused when you're on these calls with your team to look for the signals and to see what's going on with individuals and then address those, you know, either I would suggest you would address those individually with individuals, just connecting in. Are you okay? You seemed a little back down today. I heard something in your voice or, you know, you are you're you looked a bit tired or whatever it might be. So building those emotional connections are going to be, especially as we move forward, um, because this new environment is going to be, it's not going away. So we're not going to go back to normal. There is, there is no normal. Yeah. Um, and virt- the virtual world will be very much part of how we you know how we show up in the future in 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 new ways of working so i think it's really important to just to be aware of these things be aware of connecting be aware of how you build trust with people so that's quite difficult in this in, in this medium And building this there's two ways you can do that one is by just showing your own vulnerability and i'm you know it's just you know showing people that that you're human and that this is affecting you the same way it's affecting them. And, and, and just being a little bit more open with people will help you, help you ingratiate yourself into them. And also I think by trusting others. So it's very easy to, when we are in this fight flight mode of COVID to want to do everything ourselves. So if we can trust others to to support the team and help the team, then that's a great way of building trust, not just with an individual well, not just with that individual, but yeah. with the whole team.
0: No, sure. And I think with trust, you have to be a little bit more vulnerable. You have to open the kimono a bit, if I could use that expression. And nowadays with linkedin with social media with so much information out there you've got enough information about people so if you're going to talk to somebody for the first time you will have information about them so you can talk to them about the fact that they like ancient greek pottery or something and then you can share a story about yourself and be vulnerable about how you're feeling you know obviously not telling them your whole life story but if you share a bit more about your what you're feeling your vulnerability you you're building those connections you're building that trust and it comes back also to the, to the voice and, and showing that warmth because sometimes people can't see you. By the way, uh, for the listeners, I can't see Deirdre. We switched off the cameras for this one, but she does look great. We switched the cameras on initially and she is dressed up to the nine. So she, she is um, drinking her own medicine. And yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely trust and vulnerability is key nowadays.
1: It is. And, and you know, for many years... There was no way on this earth, Alistair, I would ever show any vulnerability. It just wasn't. I I believed as a leader, you just don't do that. You don't be going around pour, pouring your heart out to people because they'll yeah. think you're weak. They'll think that you're not in control. Um, and yeah. so, so for for many many years, that no, not a hope in hell would I have done that. And it's only it's only with sort of with time that you become more comfortable with yourself, you trust yourself more, and you become more comfortable with who and what you are, that you can allow that you allow yourself to show that vulnerability. And it's not easy. It's it's mm. not easy. And I'm not talking about pouring your heart out here to to anybody that comes your way. But I yeah. do think it's so important just as I love that expression, you know, just open the kimono a little bit, just so that <laughs> that people just see who you really are. And that comes back to that, your authenticity. And you know, I always I used I used to think, oh gosh, yeah, I've got authenticity coming out of my ears. You know, I'm I'm very authentic, which I wasn't because I wasn't letting people in, I wasn't dropping those barriers that I had built yeah. up to protect myself as a um, as a person but also as a, a leader and i and i thought that's the way you had to behave yeah. so i would very much encourage people to just show a little and just be a little bit more of themselves when when you when you go into the office i had a great coach a couple of years back and he said to me you know you spend more time at work than you do at home and if you don't bring you you all of you to work then the energy that you spend trying to be something that you're not mm. is wasted energy and just will end up killing you so yeah, yeah, it was sure. sort of my my eye opener yep to so. and, and just and trust that you're okay like Deird- deirdre mcgain is okay like she's 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 pretty cool she's yeah. uh, she's pretty good at her job uh, she's a nice person um, so trust that uh, you're good
0: I had a interview and I've spoken to many people now you I think you're the 13th or 14th guest on the show and what's come out through all of these interviews in terms of rocking virtual engagements virtual coaching virtual selling virtual whatever you want to call it is that you have to dial up the empathy muscle by 25 percent. you have to be a little bit more empathetic you have to hear a little bit better you have to perform a little bit better. You have to be a little more focused when you're on this webcam or you're on the audio. You need to be really present for your audience more so than if you're in a face-to-face and that's, what's come out like really, really strongly. But in terms of, in terms of virtual presence, you've spoken about act, see, hear, and feel. And it reminds me of the research by professor Albert Morabian on communication. I don't know if you've heard his research. No, I haven't. It's from the 70s, old research, but he said that when we talk, or when we communicate with each other, in terms of communicating feelings, there's three stimuli, visual, tonal, and the words we say. This was done in the 70s before email, before anything. And the visual stuff was 55%. So 55% visual cues communicate our attitudes, our feelings, those touchy-feely things, trust, likability, all of those things. Then the tone of the voice and the words last. So in terms of acting and seeing what style tips, because you, you, you're interested into style. So for people listening to this, what would you say are some simple-to-remember style tips for when you're in front of a webcam uh, that you know, people can take away and easily implement?
1: So I think the first on style would be the use of color. So color is really powerful. And yep. when we wear certain colors... it it does certain things to ourselves but also does certain things to the audience so for instance blue is the color of communication so if i'm ever you know you know giving a webinar on a on video i would always wear blue because it what it does is it creates serotonin in your body so it's that nice calming hormone in your body and when people look at you on the blue on the spectrum Also, creates serotonin in the individual that's watching you. So, it gives that sort of nice, calm feeling. So, if you look at a lot of our emergency services, they would wear blue. If I'm going into a meeting where I need to rock it and I need to be in my full power and I need to make sure that I'm noticed, I'll wear red. So, red is the other end of the spectrum. And when you wear red, it creates passion inside you. So, it creates. So it creates another hormone and that sort of gets you more going. And um, if you want to uh, bring joy to a call, you wear yellow. So color has a huge impact on how people perceive you, but how you make people feel as well. So that's the first one. So I would uh, I would definitely use color um, to definitely enhance the feeling that you bring to one of these video calls. So that's the that's, I, I would say that's probably one of the ones that resonates most and is most important. Um, also dress, you know, dress the way you would go into the office. Why would you not? I know you want to be comfy, but even from the waist up, you know, if you're in a, if you in a formal setting, in a professional services setting, you know, wear a blouse or a shirt, or, you know, if you're talking to a client, put that tie on, but I would say dress, to your audience so if you're if you're on a call and you know that the person that you're going to be on the call with is going to be dressed up then dress up don't let yourself down Um, be careful if you are in your stretch pants that you don't get up and move around the room because I've, I've seen that happen uh, just before Christmas I was on a call and and um, it was with a prospective client at the time and you know she looked she looked great she was dressed up the waist up and then somebody knocked on one of her kids I think were at the door and she got up and she had these red tartan pajamas on her and she was mortified she just it was an ins- it was instinct to get up and go to the door But God love her. She was absolutely mortified. But that's what happens. Like we want to be comfortable. We are at home. We, you know, do relax a little bit, but don't take the foot off the pedal. So they're just two tips on
0: style. And in terms of um, body language, like I was doing a coaching call just before this call with a a client of mine in terms of camera work, because I'm a part-time actor as well. So they were doing video introductions and what came up immediately was their gestures were too large and their head was too jerky and they were coming in and out of the camera and the the poise I think the word is poise wasn't there. What sort of Tips? Would you have for people who are looking to imbue that confidence or exude that confidence to the viewers or listeners looking at them on a webcam?
1: So I would. So I would suggest. Um, so and I, I I learned this from a newsreader friend of mine in London. So if you look at newsreaders on the TV, they're, they're sitting down, but they tend, especially when you're talking, it's an important call, and you're you want to convey that poise. You sit on the edge of your seat. which helps straighten your back, but it also helps open your diaphragm so that your voice then, uh, you know, has the impact that you want it to have. So, so, and that gives you a straight back. So straight back, shoulders down, because that shows that you're relaxed. If you've got your shoulders up, that uh, might indicate that you're a little bit nervous. So shoulders down and then lean in a little bit. So that indicates that you're listening that you're engaged in the conversation and you're interested in the person that's talking. And it's about giving the person then respect that, that you are doing all of those things. So sit on the edge of your seat. That helps with opening your diaphragm for your voice. It also helps give you a straight back shoulders down and just and relax and then just leaning in a little bit is a great way of creating that poise the other is and i'm doing it right now is i do a lot of standing meetings it Mm -hmm. helps with my back but it also helps ground me and it helps keep you straight so i'm i'm currently in my in my home office i've got my heels on but i'm i'm my feet are grounded in and that helps keep me centered when I'm, on, when, I'm, when I'm on calls where I need to have that poise.
0: Yeah, like when I do voiceovers, I always stand, always use my hands, and that gives me extra energy in the way that my sounds come out. It just gives extra color. I'm even using my hands now talking to you. It just comes off a little bit more energetic instead of yeah. static or yeah. passive.
1: Yeah, but, but flaying your hands around the place... No. Is not great either. So it's about no. controlling your hands so that you're using them to get a point across, but you're not overusing them and distracting your audience.
0: No, no, for sure. And you say you meditate every day for 20 minutes and you also got a lot into yoga. How has that impacted your mental state, your peacefulness, your inner, I don't know what to, what to call it, but I think that has a, a lot to do with, I'm also starting meditating. Well, I've started meditating. I'm doing a meditation course on calm, and they talk about inner smoothness, and I guess that also helps with poise, with gravitas, with with presence.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like there's there's lots of different practices you can do to to get into your body and get into the wisdom that's your body, and I think that's probably um, that's part of the reason that I have introduced both meditation and um yoga into my sort of daily routine i started i I, so i do transcendental meditation I started that last June because I knew coming out of um, the corporate world that I would, that I'd need various different practices to help center me and to help ground me because I had spent 25 years in that world and and suddenly I was walking away from it or I was leaving it and you go through a whole grieving process as, as part of that. So having practices in place to help you stay calm, stay centered and, and stay focused on what's important and really tap into what's going on inside of you mm-hmm. and recognizing all of the different emotions that you go through as part of, of such a, a big it was, it was a big deal leaving a world that you knew for so long so it really helped me just understand what was happening inside of me and then instead of ignoring it which I did for a very long time just actually mm-hmm. letting it come to the surface and and seeing it and then finding different ways of, of, of dealing with it. So the meditation, so with Transcendental Meditation, the idea is that, so it's a mantra. So you, you meditate 20 minutes in the morning and you meditate 20 minutes in the evening. Haven't got to the evening bit yet. That's just a step too far for me. So I do the morning and I do it religiously. It's, part of, it's now part of something that I do before I even get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. and then since covid like i i used to do yoga um maybe maybe once or twice a week now i practice yoga at least six times a week and it has brought such joy alistair to my life it's because it you know you you feel better for it your body feels you feel more in your body you feel every bit of your body and you know for a long time and i think when we when we live in such a fast paced world we become so disconnected connected to everything below our neck we just completely switch off from it so to connect in with your body gives you a wealth of information and wisdom that is so powerful and uh, so it helps me just start my day in the most wonderful way in a in a, in a very centered way in a very grounded way and when you start your day that way then not a lot can impact you like you know COVID has okay there's I've had my ups and downs as part of COVID the first two weeks were great week three was a disaster for me I took to bed for two days because I didn't know what to do with myself and you know after and I binge watched the morning show and ate my way through the two days and I think around six o'clock the, on day two I said right enough of this and again get up get dressed get out and I did yoga and it just brought me back to the place that I now know inside me that I love and, and cherish.
0: Yeah, and that's also, I guess, I can agree totally. And one of the things that I found, just to add to your point, is, is breathing. And I've done some breathing courses and breathing exercises. I've, got, I've tried Wim Hof's breathing um, exercises and there's the art of living with Kriya. Kriya breathing. I don't know if you've heard of that.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And, uh, it's added, uh, I don't do that very often, but, uh, the practice is amazing. And even in my business with the voice and voice coaching, breathing and breath control is the foundation for making good sounds and making warm sounds and powerful sounds, whatever you want to do. But I guess that's coming back to your point of, of the yoga of poise of just, listening to your body and making sure that when you are on a webcam or hopefully when we start walking into rooms <laughs> and doing yeah. physical meetings that we we exude that calm serenity and power and whatever and we look great because we've dressed we're dressed up to the nines
1: absolutely don't underestimate the power of dress and the power of breath breath is so important and we're disconnected from it we just breathe because we have to stay alive but when you really connect with your breath it brings you you're, you're, even your subconscious down into a, a much deeper level and, and it tells you what's really going on inside of you. And that those messages are really powerful because they help you then understand what are the triggers that, you know, if we're going to... If, because we're all, you know, there's a lot of stress in the system right now. There's uh-huh. a lot of people, there's a lot of people where they've got this heightened awareness, but the breath helps you center and it helps you bring you back to your body Um, and it it has that calming effect on you so it's very
0: powerful i agree so i'm just conscious of time deirdre you said you had a, a limited time but virtual i think virtual executive presence is something that people would love to know more about understand more what are your ninja tips for developing virtual executive presence what can they do quite simply right here right now after listening to this podcast, besides contacting you after the podcast, but what Please can they... do. Please yeah. do. Okay,
1: so, top t- so if we look around the four, so my top tip's around the sort of the four different areas, and these areas work in conjunction with each other. So if we look at gravitas, I think there's a lot of stress right now, so if we want to have poise under pressure, it's about... Going back to the breath, breathing. So it's not. A, it's and and then once you've you've taken a moment and you've taken your breath, then go with your response. I would say for C, it's about your body posture. So when you're on this little small, and you're in this little small box, make sure that your body language indicates that you are, you know, you are focused on what's going on in front of you. Yeah. For Uh, Here, I would say, you know, storytelling is a great way of uh, conveying a message and getting people engaged and have that in your communication toolbox. And for feel, it's about, feel it's about recognizing what's going on in front of you and then, you know, connecting with individuals where you see that there might be something that's not normal happening with them. Um, and then picking up the phone and having a conversation with them and making sure that they're okay.
0: Mm. Okay. Act, see, hear, feel. That's the four. And color. Lots of colors. Blue for communication. Lots of color. Blue for
1: communication. Green if you want to negotiate. Red if you want to go in there and really rock it. Yellow if you want to bring joy to people. Um, Yeah. They would be the key ones that I would wear
0: okay cool any closing closing words um obviously give us your details if people want to get in touch with you or work with you so
1: yeah so if if people want to get in touch um i can be contacted through linkedin so all of my information is on linkedin it's geordra mcginn at step up step in i'd be delighted to have a conversation with you around your executive presence if it's coaching, business coaching that you need, or if it's some style coaching, so it would be my pleasure to to work with you. Okay, cool. That's and thank uh, you, I'm... Alistair. I've really enjoyed this. This is my first podcast, <laughs> um, and it's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. So um, I've enjoyed. It's, it feels like we're just chatting. It's great. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, that's. I've got to make sure that uh, my guests are comfortable. It's not like the spanish inquisition so question one is question two now i've got question three uh, i haven't asked question three yet we you know it's just a, you've it's done a great job
1: you've done a great job i felt very comfortable from the very start so thank you for that
0: uh, my virtual presence was okay then
1: it was perfect perfect well done you great. Thank you.
0: So, it's www.stepupstepin.ie is Deirdre's uh, URL for her business. Thanks very much, Deirdre, for being such a gracious, powerful, virtual, present guest. My pleasure.
1: Have a great day.
0: Cheers. Thanks for listening. For more episodes, please listen on any one of your favorite podcasting channels like iTunes, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. If you would like to be interviewed or need more information, please email me at Alister at jabba.io that's a l i s t a i r at j a b b a.io cheers